0: Everlasting Father, King of glory, we exalt your holy name this morning. We extol you, the living word, the living bread. We magnify you. You are the owner of this session. Father, we pray that you take over. Jesus, the light of the world, we pray that you are light into our midst. We pray, Lord, that you give voice to your Word this morning. Father, let your people hear you. Let them see you. Father, that saint's word. Father, that word in season. Father, that right word for every situation. Father, let them come out unhindered. Take call of glory, Lord. No man can handle your word. Father, let your power back up your word. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Are you excited to be in the church this Sunday? So if you open with me to the book of Matthew chapter 11, Matthew 11, and I'll read from uh, verse 30, from verse 28 to 30, verse 28 to 30. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you find rest for your souls, thirty, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. May the Lord bless the reading as of it, and the hearing of his holy word this morning in Jesus' name. So we, we all know that the title for this morning sermon is Hope for the Weary. Let somebody say that. Hope for the weary. So what is hope? The the, the dictionary, thank you. The dictionary tells us that it is expectation. It's the same thing with expectation. Your aspiration, your desire for something to happen. That's why the Bible says the expectation. Another version says the hope of the righteous will not be cut short. That's uh, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 18. And also we learn in the Bible that hope is a constituent of faith. So hope and faith, they work hand in hand, you know. And that's why the pastor says all the time, if you lose anything, you cannot afford to lose hope. Because when you don't have hope, there's no faith. The Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Hebrews 11, chapter 6. So that's why it's so crucial that we, that you know, we talk about hope, and because it's very crucial to our existence as human beings. So we have hope for different things. Like when COVID started, we had hope that it's gonna, it's not gonna. When we heard about COVID, we had hope that it won't come to us. It will not come knocking. And when it came, our hope was that. It will vanish as quickly as it can, you know. And we still hope that by the time we wake up tomorrow, you know, the all the uh, everything that is set in place will change to favor us. So we have hope for different things. We have hope that when we wake up, our loved ones will be around us. We have hope. We have hope that we are going to stay in good health. We have hope as parents. Only a bad parent will not hope his children will grow up so we have hope for different things for a safe community you know and that everything that we put our effort in we have hope that we're going to get something that commensurate with our effort out of it so what does it mean to be weary you remember hope for the weary Weary, weariness is uh, translated as labor even another verse another uh, version of the bible tells us Jesus Christ said come unto me all eat that labor and are heavy laden so weariness is synonymous with labor with struggle with tiredness you know with being drained being burnt out is the same thing as weariness weariness could be mental It could be physical, and it could be spiritual. And my prayer today is is that as many as came in weary, the Lord God Almighty will refresh your soul in the mighty name of Jesus. You will be rejuvenated spirit, soul, and body in Jesus' mighty name. So when someone labors in such a way that what they get out does not commensurate with, with what they get, they tend to... Fall into weariness. So, what are the causes of weariness? When we look at COVID, because we hope, you know, we kept open, but the goalpost kept shifting. It kept shifting. That can lead to weariness. People just get tired. You will have heard of people, you, have, you, have, you will have heard people say to you, it's a, it's a common place when you go and evangelize. And you want to, you know, you, you're so excited, you want to tell people about Christ, they will tell you, no, 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 no. Is because they will tell you, if you don't have expectation, you don't get disappointed. So they have lost hope. They are tired of putting their hope in anything. A person can lose hope if with all your effort, what you're getting does not measure up to your expectation and it keeps happening and happening, then someone can call, fall into weariness. If, if someone can fall into weariness, when they are in a marriage that's not working, and you think you are forgiving it your own when you, you are in a career that, you know, that it's not, your efforts are not recognized, you are in ministry, nobody recognizes you. It can turn to wearness. You can come and ask me, when the church started, and you thought that, would, like, in one year, everything would just be bubbling, and it did not happen. And, you know, wilderness setting. There are other aspects of life. That weariness can setting to the single that says I'm not interested in marrying just because of broken relationship. That is weariness. Praise the Lord. So we all see that you know we need this message of hope. A lot of people already came to the end of their rope immediately COVID hit. We have we have had several things. People have lost loved ones. People have lost their jobs. People have lost relationships and the community. But, you know, there is always hope, no matter what we are going through. And today, hope is knocking on your door. Tell your neighbor, hope is knocking on your door. And that hope is a free gift. You don't need to earn it. You don't need to deserve it. There's only one qualification. Are you weary? Are you burdened? That's what the Lord requires from us. So what are the effects of weariness? The weariness has its own effects. What are the effects? Of course, everybody will say losing of hope. When someone is weary, they lose hope. When someone is weary, they feel like a failure. They feel ashamed. They are tired. Weariness causes, you know, when people are weary, they stop trying. You have heard of people that that have given up. That's why people will say, you know what, let's just separate. Let's, you know, let's just severe the relationship. Because they think they cannot go on, they stop. Weariness causes a man to question God. I don't know if you have ever been there. But a lot of people have been there, they've questioned the existence of God. They've questioned, you know, you know, the life. Is, is God really alive? You have had you will have had several stories. When people are weary, they despise other people's testimony. They become cynical when people are weary. And weary people often refuse help. They refuse assistance. And a lot of people that are weary. They go into isolation. And my prayer is that for everyone that is weary today, that you meet the Lord in the name of Jesus. And that your expectation will be exceeded today in the mighty name of Jesus. Because Jesus has a message for the weary. And what was his message? According to the passage that we you read, you've had the passage two times today. Staboli read it, and it's coming to you again. The Bible says, once God has spoken, twice as I heard. And that's what I want it to be in your case in Jesus' name. So, the, Jesus' message to the weary is one, life is heavy. That's why he says, Come unto me, all eat a labor and a heavy lady. And you know, his word in uh, John chapter 16, verse 33, corroborates that. And I will read. He says, these things are spoken to you that in me you have peace. And I put in bracket you have hope. In the world, you will have tribulation. And he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. What is the victory that overcomes the world? Your faith. Praise the Lord. So Jesus is telling you, world itself is very heavy. It's a burden. So don't think You are the one that is not, you are not able to get, put everything together. You know, that you are different. Don't ever think like that. That's what he's telling you. Accept that the world is heavy. Accept that you need help. Accept and acknowledge, you know, that there's burden already in the world. And each and every one of us, or most of us, let me say, live without margins. We keep adding things every demand that comes we accept them and you know we can't even start talking of covid what strategy has the government not put in place they we've tried different things since it started we are they have done different things individuals as individuals you have done different things S- just to be sure that you are sane you know you are mentally stable everybody has done different things so Yehudah is saying, we have knowledge and admitted that it's hard. Things are hard. And another thing that he says is that, according to the passage in John sixteen uh, thirty three, 33, is that tribulation drains us. Tribulation in the world. Besides the fact that the world is heavy, life is a burden. He said there are tribulations present in the world, and it's draining. It drains physically. It means spiritually. I know that that takes away. when if you start reading uh, Matthew 11 from verse 1, you will see the story of John the Baptist. And I you know I cannot even resist bringing up to us when John the Baptist came. John the Baptist was a highly successful preacher. There was no one like him in his generation. Actually, three generations before John, they never experienced anything like that. The Bible tells us that before John appeared on the scene, that 400 years there was silence in Israel. There were no righteous persons. There was no preacher of righteousness. The Bible told us, though, that Zachariah and Elizabeth, John's parents, they were righteous. But every preacher was political. Every preacher, because people had each year. There was so much politics in the church. Nobody was daring. But John came, he changed the scene. John came, you know, he pulled the crowd. When John came, he challenged the status quo. John was a man of the people. John had it all in his career. But you know what, tribulation of life came knocking. He knocked John out of his feet. He pushed him into a corner, and John was unable to get up and he fell into despondency. And the only question that John had, you remember, John didn't ask for help, and that's a feature of people that are weary. I want to challenge you this morning, if you have any challenge, reach out. Don't do it by yourself, because that is what God has put in place to relieve your body, that you reach out. John came with a question, and this is a question to the Lord. He said, are you the coming one Or do we look for another? I don't know your question this morning. Maybe you have a question. God, do you really answer prayers? Are you really interested in this marriage? Is this relationship for me? I don't know your question this morning. But if you have a question like that, maybe, just maybe, weariness is second. Another thing that Jesus wants the weary to know is that weariness does not change your identity. Hallelujah. Because, you know, I, 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 when I first got born again, a pastor analyzed the story of John. He said, John did not know the power that he carried. Nobody can, you know, can deal with Elijah anyhow. Because they said, John is Elijah we can, we can They said, John did not know his identity. But I tell you today, because you are weary does not change your identity this is what the lord has to say of john john that is weary john that is in prison he said john is the man so whom the spiritual refer when they say lord i'm sending look i'm sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare your way before you 11 says i'm reading i'm reading matthew 11 10 and 11 10 to 11 the Bible says, I tell you the truth of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. Yes, even the least person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Jesus is telling us that John, as battered as he felt, was the greatest. They said in his generation, there was no one as great as, e, as him. But he's saying, You, no matter what you're feeling, you are greater than John the Baptist. He's saying, You put your name. He said, John is the man, B.C. is the woman whose children are for signs and are for wonders. No matter what problem those children are giving, the word of God is saying concerning them, they are for signs and they are for wonders. Number three, Jesus wants you to know if you are weary that you can come to him. He said, let the weary come. He said, come unto me, all you who are weary, and carry body.' He said, I will give you rest. The first command is that you come. He said, do not criticize me. Don't challenge my authority. Just come as you are. Don't question your identity. He says, come. That's the only thing he wants you to do. So you don't need to do any other thing, but come to him. And when he says, come, he said he wants all who are weary. That's a qualification. If you are weary, you are not disqualified. Nothing can disqualify you. Just come. Weary Qualifies you to come. You don't need to be born again if you're listening to me somewhere or if you are in our midst today. He just wants you to come. Don't say they are talking to church people. It did not say church people. He says everyone that is weary. And when he says all, it means there are multiple people, not just one person. Don't think you are the only one with burdens. Don't think you are the only one. A lot of us know how to make it up properly, we know how to package it and to look like part of our dresses. You know, don't think you are the only one that is weary. There are many people in your shoes. That's why the power of the community. When people open their bags and baggage to you, you, you know, you you receive hope that that if God can do it for this person, who am I to complain? Praise the name of the Lord. So if I'll find my paper. Okay, so number four, Jesus is saying trade up. You know, when they say when you trade up, it means you give what you have for something that is more expensive, and uh, that is more expensive and of better quality. So he's saying trade up. What what do I mean by that? He said take my yoke upon you, and why? For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. It says, for your yoke and for your burden, he said, come and exchange it. What do we mean by yoke? You know, when I, when I first learned that verse, I just took it like that. I didn't know what it means. Yoke is yoke, okay. But when they explained it to me, yoke is a plank, like very sturdy and very strong rod that they use. People use it to carry loads. They'll put it on their neck, and they'll balance loads on their neck. So that helps them to carry more load. And also another thing that yoke does is that it can allow another person to come under your yoke and you carry it together, you know, if the person is no shorter than you. If you are of the same height so the person, the person can bend to your, to your size, then you can bear, bear it together. Another thing about yoke is that there are different kinds of yokes. There are yokes of turns. As you carry them, the thorn is breaking you. They are jagged yokes, you know. They will, they will put imprints on your neck. They will scare your neck. You know, and there are other other yokes. They are cushions. They are very soft and succulent. You don't even realize you are carrying load. There are other ones. You know, recently I saw um, a, a hair conditioner. You just put it across your neck. There are some yokes like that. They have air condition. As you're carrying your, your load, you know, you're you are in the heat, but you're not feeling the heat like other people. So that's the kind of yoke Jesus Christ wants to exchange for your yoke of stone. So tell your neighbor, trade up. Another thing, number five, that Jesus wants the weary to know this morning is that you come and learn of Him. To learn of somebody means to study, to acquire, to hear and to gather information about that person. Jesus Christ said, learn of me. You know, 2 Timothy 2.15, everybody knows that. It says, study yourself to be approved of God, a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Praise the Lord. A lot of us, we divide the word of lies. We listen to the lies of the devil. We do not go into the, into the books and find out what the Lord is saying concerning us. But Jesus Christ said, learn of me. Learn of my humility. Humility is not humiliation. He said, learn about my gentility. Gentility is not stupidity. He said, learn the way I deal with things. Do things on my own terms. That's what Jesus Christ is telling us. He said, learn To see people the way I see them. Learn to look at situations. Talk of of renewal of minds. That's what Jesus Christ has called us to. And six, I want us to know that all this, you know, carrying body is perfect, it cannot be done out of community. I would just say do not ignore the power of the community. That is my as you know, number six point. Let's read Galatians 6, two, Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. The Bible says, bear one another's body to fulfill the law of Christ. And we all know that the church, you know the church has borne a lot of bodies, bodies in the community, one another's body. and the church is not a building. The church is a collection of all of us that believe and trust in Christ, and while we're helping others in the journey of this Christianity, I, I can I cannot start telling you countless stories. I was thank thanking someone this morning that you know what, when you sent up to me, you know, when COVID hit, everybody got hit in one way or the other. Maybe you, you know, you, you, you stabilized after, but everybody got hit with COVID. So it was like bottom was falling and people arose to my aid. not because I'm the pastor's wife. I have a lot of people that will say, oh, thank you, people did this to me and did this. That is the power that we have in the community. You cannot undermine the power of the community. And I will tell you also a short story about a man. This man was very influential. He was a philanthropist. You know, he was described as the greatest man in his region. But without invite, tragedy came. He didn't knock at his door. He barged into his house. He claimed his children. He claimed his livelihood. Destroyed everything. Knocked him down. He became sick. I'm sure you can guess what I'm talking about. And you know what? The wife did not have any hope for him. He just said, you know what? Commit suicide. At least you'll be good for that. I can claim, what do they call it, life insurance. Just kill yourself. And you know, he had no one left with them. But according to the elders, they said it cannot be hard that you not have anybody with you. So some people showed up for Job. Not one person, three of them. His, his hope rose and they could not even talk for this. You can see the story in the book of Job from one to the end. And, he, you know, he, his hope rose. But these people, when they came, they did not bring good things in their baggage. They brought misery They brought agony. He could not help it. He said, you are miserable comforters. There's no one else that can go into weariness more than that. Every hope is lost. He say, when, he, when he was describing himself, he said he was a counselor. He was a philanthropist. But people now mock him. People were mocking him. He lost he, 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 he lost hope. But against hope, Job believed in hope. And he said, even if the Lord slays me, he said, I will put my hope in nothing else. He said, I will. Let me read it. Let me read it. Okay. He said, if you kill, you kill me, I am going to argue my case with him. That caught my attention. What case does God? Uh, do, does job have with god Job is saying i know i know i will come in the volume of the book in the book of the books as it is written of me god knew what god has said concerning him there will be the head and all the tail. god knows that you know many are the afflictions of the righteous he knows that the lord delivers them he said i will prove my case before the lord And I will not, I will not, I will, because I know him. He said, I studied the Lord. I know you are a righteous God. He said, I have studied myself. I am loved of God. He said, I cannot hang like this. Because, but the accusation continued. Those people were not helping matters. He looked at himself when he got to chapter 14. The one I read to you is found in chapter 13, verse 15 of Job. When he got to chapter 14, verse 1, he said, a man born of woman. Anybody born of woman here? He said it's of a few years full of trouble. You know, situation of life was beating him. But again, again, he went down, he went down. When he got to uh, chapter chapter 7 of the, same, of the same chapter, verse 7 of the same chapter, he said there's hope. He said there's hope for tree. When it's caught down. He said, are the saints of water. Hallelujah. He said, are the saints of water. It can board again. If you not only board, it will bring leaves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, one thing that actually caught my attention was that when Job, that was chapter 14. I don't know the chapter you are in, in, the, in the, you know, in the stage of life. There's another chapter that is coming up. And it's called chapter 42, verse 10 of Job. The Bible tells us that God turned again the captivity of Job. And what caught my attention really is that God did not do it in isolation. God did it in the community. I cannot start reading it to you when you get to read Job chapter 42. God did it. He said, when he prayed, hallelujah, he prayed, he forgave. Then you know, God turned his captivity. You know all those people that were mocking him; they were the ones that brought him gold, they brought him silver. He ate with them. Hallelujah! You know God does things in the in the community, and that's why we're saying, come back to church, find a house fellowship, go in the community. That's where God wants to lift your body. That's where God wants to solve your problem. And I want to tell you, church, people will come battered. People will come here cynical. People will come cold. Be ready to accept them. People will want to mess your theology. You need to be, we need to be sensitive. Let me say that. We need to be sensitive. We need to identify people, and we need to rise up to the occasion. Rise up on your feet, and I'll invite the pastor. Where is your hope this morning? Where is your hope?